Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. in the group um i'm pretty sure i was telling callie last time that i don't really know how to like open these and i also don't know how to end them so there's just gonna be like a lot of middle part there's like like welcoming live tonight with morgan it's rachel and rachel yay yeah oh my gosh Well, here we go. Um, So welcome back, everybody who um, is here uh, watching us live on um, our web show with Rachel tonight. Um, We're currently live streaming this in PT to CEO Facebook group, but it will also be going up on the podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, So if you want to catch it there, please feel free to. uh, And anybody who is here live, feel free to comment questions you might have. um, Or if you're catching this on the replay, um, feel free again still to comment with any questions um, and either myself or Rachel will get back to you. Um, And if you're new here, we started this um, interview series, remember it was either last year or the year before, um, and we've been interviewing, the first season was kind of like interviewing a lot of other like cash practice owners. And then this season I've talked to um, a few people who do things like a little bit differently, but all of us still have therapy backgrounds. And so it's kind of cool to see like what other opportunities there are. Um, so thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and I guess like without further ado, let's introduce our special guest, guest of honor uh, for the hour, Miss Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, Rachel and I met like this time last year, I think, or maybe like a little was, bit later. I- the first time I reached out to you was in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is uh, I think it was a friend of mine. I never get it. Um, shout out to Bill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he mentioned to me a while ago, like what he was trying to do. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about going cash based. And this is like, you know, maybe like I don't know, three, four years ago. I was like, cash based. This guy's crazy. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about, cash based therapy? And then you know, kind of like then I followed him along and. Um, he, I saw him growing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I reached out to him. And he mentioned about how he's doing this cash base and how it's growing. And then he mentioned your name. Like, yeah, I got in touch with this girl, Morgan. And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, I Googled you, obviously. Everyone does Google everybody. And <laughs> like, who, who is this girl? What is she doing? And then, I, then the first first contact was, you're right, in like summer. Mm-hmm. And that's when we kind of just talked about working together. And then that's when I was like, hesitant, like, I don't know, like, do I want to commit to it? I don't know what I want to do yet. And then it was a couple months later, I was just decided, I'm like, yep, I need to go. I need to do it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, that is really, I think like the, the key thing is that you might not be like ready for all of it because, you know, it might be kind of like scary, but mm. 
like you being decisive is like the first, like the first thing that you need, I think, in order to be successful long-term and in, in whatever kind of business you end up doing. So um, yeah, Rachel took some time to think about it. We met up mm -hmm. later and the rest is history. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, the first place we want to start, uh, Rachel, for those of you who, for those of the people in the group uh, who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit more about like your background and what kind of led you to be where you are? Sure. So background, uh, uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania, graduated from Pitt 2015 mm -hmm. uh, from PT school and dove right into orthopedics right away. Was in outpatient orthopedics uh, right after I graduated uh, I was in two different orthopedic jobs, actually, because I was living in Kentucky. So worked there for a couple of years. And that's where I did a residency. I got my OCS. I'm like, great. Everything's all golden, right? I'm just learning. Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a sponge and I just want to learn all the, all the things. Mm -hmm. Then my husband then got a job in Columbus. So we packed up and moved to Ohio, where then I got another orthopedic um, job, lots of surgeries, post-ops, all that, all that good stuff. And it was, it was a good company. It was nothing wrong. It was doing everything that normal orthopedic clinics do, try to get you to see patients, get them in, get them out. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like, I've seen crazier, you know, but we are still seeing a decent case of like at least, you know, 55, 60 a week. So still mm -hmm. having double, you know, people double up an hour, sometimes triple for those late night appointments. And then it was COVID, leave it to a pandemic to really open my eyes. And mm -hmm. that's when, you know, our numbers got significantly smaller. And I was like, oh my gosh, I almost forgot what it was like to treat one-on-one -on -one and, and have time after the treatments to do a good note. And even <laughs> you know what, like, you know, I did good, but I think I can do better with this patient. Let me research and to have the time to like, you know, and then, you know, once I started, things started going back up, numbers started going back up. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, I don't want to go back to those numbers. I don't want to double up my patients. I said, this is nuts. Um, mm -hmm. That led me then to, again, like, look into what Bill was doing and then contact him about how he went about the process. And then just reading more about, of course, like going on podcasts and reading blogs and getting the books just to kind of um, immerse myself in some of it, see what mm -hmm. it's like. And then, yeah, then I just decided at one point I talked to my husband like, listen, I don't want to do this forever. He's like, okay, well, you don't want to be a PT? I'm like, no, I want to be a PT, but I don't want to be this PT. Yeah. Like I want to be a PT that I always dreamed about. I want to I want to help people and give them my full attention mm -hmm. and energy. And I said, and I'm just so stressed at work. I come home and I do, you know, an extra three hours of notes. Like I'm drained. Like I physically and mentally have no more room to want to learn more. And yeah. that, that's what bothered me. I'm like, but that's not me. Like I, I want to continue growing. I want to continue to like, you know, learn from other people. And, but at one point it's like, you just shut down. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, what if people get burnt out? And then, so I was, yeah. So then that's what really, so once I learned about it, just dipping my toes, not sure, like, I don't know if this is for me. And yeah. then we first kind of talked, but then as it kept going, I was like, no, I was like, where is it? People asked me before, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I'm like, not this, not this. So yeah. So then talked to you for the second time in yes. like October of yeah. last year. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I officially said, yep, pedal to the metal, let's do it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I said at the time I talked to you, like, maybe it wasn't like the best time, but there is no best time. If I, tell right. you, I could always have an excuse of like, oh, I'll just wait till next month. I was pregnant. Um, I had a lot of family illnesses going on and I just mm -hmm. dove right into it. I was like, yeah. what better time than now? <laughs> I know. And like, that's something that like I 
really, you know, like I admire about you and kind of like one of the hallmarks of us like working together, you know, like, of course, we have to make room for life balance, right, Mm -hmm. you know, and not like push ourselves to the brink of exhaustion. But Rachel has never let anything get in her way. The entire time that we've been working together since she started her business, all kinds of things have happened, Mm -hmm. you know, but like she's like, you've stayed on the path the entire time. And you keep going like you don't like stop or meander or you know whatever it is and like that's just like that's so important and you know I I think for you it probably feels like it comes like naturally that well I said I'm gonna do it so I'm gonna like I'm gonna do oh, it yeah yeah there's you know? there is there is no fail man right. there, there's always failures in there like okay you can do that better but there is no mm-hmm. to fail there is right. just work harder there's just do better <laughs> yeah and just keep going whether it's yeah. you know like an inch at a time a foot at a time a mile at a time you know you're just gonna keep forward and like that that's so important um you know going into business for yourself um but like another question that i had for you you know because like when we first met like you know kind of like wavering back and forth about like whether you you want to do it or you know come hang out with me um what do you think like really i don't know like pushed you to like okay like i'm doing this yeah i think the big push was like um just thinking of the big picture you know, mm-hmm. like understanding that, okay, yes, you know, like everybody, the biggest thing is the commitment, the money commitment, trying to put your best foot forward. But I like how what Callie said was like investing in yourself, yeah. you know, and that's what I really had to sit back. I was like, okay, you know what, Rachel, like enough's enough. You know, like I, after we talked our first time, I didn't, I didn't like sign on with you, but we just talked and yeah. you kind of just gave me some you know, suggestions of what to do next. I went and did them, but I did them, but when you don't have somebody behind you, one, to help guide you on the correct steps, and two, honestly, I need that deadline. Rachel, get this done by next week. Okay, yep, got it. You know, mm-hmm. if not, I drag my feet. I'm like, oh, well, I'll do it someday. Mm-hmm. And then I finally just thought, like, no, like, someday is yesterday. You know, yeah. like, you should have done this. And that's what really pushed me. Like, when I finally decided to talk to my husband, I said, listen, this is an investment. Like, this mm-hmm. is something that I'm investing in myself. I want to do this. In order mm-hmm. to do this, I need her help. I need her to help guide me. I need her to help I mean, help me understand, you know, the best way to go about doing this, the correct mm-hmm. way. And he he was like, all right. He's like, if that's what if that's what you want, I'm like, that's what I want. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I yeah, I like that you know you pointed out the you know going back to like the investing in yourself thing and mm-hmm. you know like I know that these are different circumstances but I think like Callie and I talked about it you know we spent how many hundreds of thousands of dollars on school oh yeah you know? and oh, like there's no guarantee even you know like as we saw over the past few years of um you know like guaranteed employment it's better now is what it, it seems like to me but yeah. you know so many people were let go just like despite having made that investment and um you know for me that's why having a business is so important because even if you don't do it full time or like full gung ho or whatever you always have another way to make money um yeah. you know no matter what what else happened um so yeah i'm i'm glad that you brought that up um and then there was another thing i was going to say but 
I forget. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit more like about your practice now. So my practice now, well, first off, before I started working with you, it was the one thing that I will say, if anybody is wavering about maybe a niche or certain clientele to focus on, Morgan mm. was very helpful with that because I was like, oh, I'll just do like low back pain. Well, great, Rachel. That's like the biggest range of things you could possibly target. Now <laughs> And at the time when I started working with you, I was pregnant and you're, you know, just kind of, we're just chit-chatting one day and just talking about well, what do you like to do? I'm like, well, I'd like to stay fit. I like exercise, very important to me. And you're like, Rachel, that's your niche. I'm like, exercise? You're like, no, <laughs> pregnant, pregnancy, exercising, post. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and then all of a sudden, like the light, it just switched. As soon as we talked about that, I just like, oh my gosh, it's so true. Like after my first baby, I, I'm a physical therapist and I'm a pretty good one, but yeah, I still gave myself sciatic pain. I um, tweaked my right glute. I gave my, you know, like I did all these things wrong because I in way too fast and do the proper mm -hmm. conditioning I needed to do strengthening on my pelvic floor. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I'm even, you know, I know enough, but apparently not well enough or not. Educated <laughs> enough. So like, I can't imagine these other moms out there that don't even have a background in mm -hmm. healthcare and what, what they're dealing with. And so reaching out to my friends and other moms that I've been meeting and same thing. It's just like, yeah, I just deal with the back pain. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Or, oh yeah, I just leak every time I sneeze. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just such this thing that as I learn more, you know, it's like, it's almost as if like moms just get second, you know, it's like mm -hmm. babies, it's a baby. It's all about the baby, which don't get me wrong. He was a great, but then it's just like, it's all about the baby. Like, well, what about the mom? And then, but from that point forward, when that mom has that baby, you're a mother. Mm -hmm. and that's how you're always seen. You're a mother, which is great. But what about you? What you as a yeah. person, you know, mm -hmm. like what, what are your goals? Like I said, I, even before treating this, like moms and postpartum pregnancy and everything, my mom that I would see for chronic low back pain started after like their second kid. They're like, oh yeah, I've had back pain for 10 years after my second C-section. No one sees this connection. Nobody. Yeah. So again, I could go on. Sorry, I get very <laughs> Ever since we found out, like I was like, this is it for me. Like yeah. I so got certified pregnancy and pregnancy and postpartum specialist and started doing more courses and getting out there, educating. And I'm hooked up now with a local mom's workout class here that I'm doing workshops for them for DR to work on ab and proper posture with everything. And it's been great. And I even been reaching out to um, other therapists and do the same thing I do. At first I was nervous for that. It's like, oh, competition. But it's like, yeah, people that are out there, women, pregnant women, non-pregnant women, postpartum. I said, like, if anything, it's a, it's a strength. Like to get to know all these other women that treat it and to be able to converse with each other, it's it's awesome. So starting to build up that community as well. And yeah, it's, it's really, it's really been good. So that's kind of where I'm at now, you know, just trying to start seeing, I'm still doing on my PRN job of home health. So mm -hmm. still doing that about three, four days a week. And then just on the side every day or two, just seeing a couple patients, um, starting to slowly just build up, but yeah. that's what I'm excited for right now. It's just the build up. you know, like I was talking to you, I was just went to a mom's workout class and yeah, mom was next to me and I was just talking with her and she just looked at me and she goes, I need you. She was, I, I think I need you. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and next, you know, we have an appointment. I'm seeing her next week for an eval. So it's yeah. just nice. I think when you, when you get to immerse yourself in your clientele, in your niche, and then, you know, it's too, like you're a CrossFitter, right? You know, you go into CrossFit, yeah. but you're, they view you as another person, not as this, this like, you know, scary, you know, like I can't talk to like, no, like she's a real life person. She's going through this kind of stuff too. And she's, you know, a, a professional and she's, you know, 
well versed in it. So it really helped make that connection. I'd be like, oh yeah, I could. I remember what you've been through. I've had two kids. Yeah, I, I had that happen to me. You know, it's like, oh, I did this, this, and this, and look at me now running. You know, <laughs> yeah, it really does help. Like I can, I a walking, breathing example that mm-hmm. works when you do it right. So I think that really does help having them see me as just one of them. I'm just a person just like you that yeah. has the same issues. And it's, yeah, it really opened up doors and just easy communication. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Rachel. Like as you were talking about that, I got the shivers oh. because like you're, you're so right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I feel like, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, everybody talks about your niche, like go, go where they are, you know, yeah. wherever your niche is. And, um, I was just talking to one of my friends here who's also a mobile therapist the other day and like, like the communication, the language and like seeing each other as, you know, peers rather than like the authority and like yeah. regular person, um, you know, like it, it makes such a big difference because when you're talking together about like all the things that you have in common, all the life experiences and, you know, symptoms or what have you currently. And, you know, like why, why you're there exercising at the mom's class, why I'm at the gym or whatever. Um, it just gives you a whole other level of like shin and building rapport and building trust. Um, when they know the person in front of you, they know that, you know, you're pretty similar yeah. Um, and like, I think that you just, you put it, put it really, really well. It, um, and I think like one thing that I might encourage anybody listening to this, who feels like they're having trouble, like talking to their audience, you know, more than even just like getting involved in the community, you have to be on the same level and use language. That's like not professional I guess for lack of a better word um like uh my friend I was talking to like she was saying how she was like networking and talking to other people about her business which is great you know way better than not talking about it at all um so if you're out there struggling and you haven't told anybody about your business please do that's step one um and then like step two is going from a place where you know, I say, hi, Rachel, my name is Morgan. I'm a physical therapist and I help relieve like joint pain and nerve pain and help people like get out of bed, um, you know, blah, 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 anatomy and science. Um, that's like, somebody will be like, that's cool. <laughs> like, thanks for telling me. Um, you know, but instead of having like, kind of like that cold and like distant, I guess, like talking at somebody, um getting on that person's level and just going to the class because you enjoy it and you want to get to know new people um even though it might not give you like a patient tomorrow like ultimately people are going to get to know you like you and trust you and they'll realize they can talk to you about things and like you said you're a person and also happen to be a professional um so they're you know somebody feels comfortable with you then they're going to be open to work so oh yeah makes it the report thing is that's as just said if they can connect with you on a similar level i mean that's just that's half the battle right there i mean don't, don't get me wrong so everybody who's a pt out there knows like our job is you know lots of psychosocial okay mm-hmm. so if somebody likes you and trusts you you we already have half the game you yeah. know exercise like that's that's what you gotta do Mm-hmm. But when I had to go back and you mentioned about like how to talk to patients, um, I wish people could have could have seen some of our conversations when we first started about talking with clients. Uh-huh. If anybody can tell right now, I can talk my butt off. I can. <laughs> yeah, it's not not a hard thing at all to do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, when you told me about the talking to a patient, I could talk, but I would just babble. Yeah. I would be like, well, I can do blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, well, blah, 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 Rachel. Let's take a paragraph down to two sentences. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Because I am, in my mind, I am spilling my heart out. I am telling you all the things that I could do for you and I care so much. It's like, okay, well, they don't care all about that. You know, like <laughs> all the things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helped me. I think because at first I'm just like, I want to get it. Why am I not turning over so many patients? Like I am. I am showing my passion. I am showing all this stuff. And that just took like, I said, just for example, that one I just did um, yesterday, I just, I just talked to her even before. I'm like, listen, I can help you with this. Like you have this, you don't have to, you don't have to be like this. And that's what she's like. Yep. I need you. I'm like, great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's just showing that, you know, like I said, showing that you care, like a listening, listening mm-hmm. to them, like, oh, what's going on. And she's telling about how she tried running and she ended up crying. Cause she was so oh. upset and she's had 14 surgeries and nothing's ever helping. And I said, listen, I can help you. Like I can help you. Like what you're doing right now, I said, doesn't have to be like this. Mm-hmm. And we, again, talked for like another minute or two. And she's like, okay. It was like during like one of our walk laps we we're doing together. She's like, yep. She goes, let's, let's, let's do this. I'm like, awesome. But so it's just yeah. simple. It's, I feel like it takes stress off of me as well. And you don't view yourself mm-hmm. as in the conversation like you are the professional like you helped me like i had to be a little bit more stern like i said telling people i can help you but i also view it as i'm the professional but i am a friend too like mm-hmm. i'm a professional but i, I care like i know yeah. what you're through i care what you're what's happening to you so if you spin it that way it's just showing them like listen you know i i understand what you're going through i want to help i have helped people with the same issue you know when do you have time let's talk you know tomorrow at two o'clock yeah you yeah. know like, that has made such a difference. Like just slowing myself down and just realizing, listen, if it was me in that shoes, if somebody talked to me in like paragraph form and started spilling out jargons of why I can help relieve your static pain, it's like, well, I don't care about that. I just want to be able to run. Like, okay, well let's, you know, like just breaking things down. So yeah. Yeah. it's almost like, like I, you know, I think that there are a lot of factors that can go into it, but I've seen it, you know, time and again with other therapy practice owners and myself, you know, for some reason, um, we feel like we have to like explain ourselves or defend ourselves. And that's why I think a lot of us will just like ramble, 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 mm-hmm. but like, it really is like less is more. Um, and like you said, like simple, you know, even like, like five word sentences, you know, because like, and we think about it and you and I have talked about this, but like when you, you know, kind of like word vomit all over somebody and just like give them way more information than they need. It's, I feel like it's kind of similar to the, like, and somebody has a problem like this, they're probably going online and trying to find the information that they need to fix it. But there's so much information available. They don't know where to start you know, or what's right for them, what's appropriate, what's not good for them. And that's where like the professional can step in and guide them. And if you just pile more information on top and options, it's not helpful. Yeah. You know, like you put the burden of fixing somebody's problem on the client and that's not why they're hiring you. Yeah. I think, I think why I did it too and why other people do it is you're in a new situation. Like as a PT, I never had to ask for money. I never did. You know, you show up. I do the eval, I set appointments, oh, question about insurance, front desk, please. Not, yeah. you know, yeah. like, nope, please referring to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, in my mind, when I'm thinking about, okay, I'm about to ask somebody to make an uh, invest in me, to give me money. I feel like I have to almost like defend myself right away. Like, well, I'm going to give you this, 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 and this, and this. It's like, well, you know, why? You know, it's almost like mm-hmm. it's some, like a, like a little nervous tick of like, oh, I'm about to ask for money. So I need to just word vomit everything that I can do for you. And yeah. 
I said, I think the more I just step back and realized, you know, like, okay, you know, like what I'm providing is such an exceptional service and an investment. It goes right back to why I was hesitant, you know, in the first place to do business coach. It's an investment. Like the money that you are spending for on, you know, with, with me is an investment in your health an investment in your future to continue doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, and not to mention, it's going to save you a ton of time, you know, whether you're investing in a business coach, in a program, in Mm -hmm. therapy yourself or other medical care, you know, like I, I just uh, started seeing like a functional medicine nurse practitioner and she charges 250, you know, for an evaluation. And that's not unheard of for us. So like, I totally understood that. And, you know, like I was referred to her, she had what I needed and like what I was really looking for. And so, you know, like when you, I could like see in her, you know, this confidence that you're talking about where she she knows that she can provide results and she can help like guide me towards what I want to be doing. Of course, please take my money, you know, because I'm sick and tired of trying to figure it out on my own, you know, whatever the problem may be. Yeah. Um, so I like, I always forget what I'm going to (laughs) say. Um, but yeah, it, I think like one thing that I was just thinking about too, like while you were talking, can you believe like how far you've come and just like the psychology of like all this stuff? Oh no. I said, I was probably, like I said, I have always been a talker, but when it came to like selling myself, I yeah. was beginner stage. Like I was like, also as if like, I feel like at first I didn't have like the confidence in me. I don't know just because I was really focusing on like more women's health stuff. And mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I'm like, man, I don't know. Do I have enough like women's health experience to be doing this? And I'm like, well, wait a minute, Rachel, like you're doing it to yourself right now. Like you yeah. are literally being your own therapist throughout two pregnancies, you know, learning, building. You've been treating women for how many years? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's made me like kind of step back, like you you know what you're doing. You know what you're mm-hmm. doing. And I said the more that I, I was learning, I'm like, oh yeah, that's just sound great. I kind of do this stuff very similar already. And just spinning in terms to help moms that you're more newly postpartum as well. Like maybe things that focus on um earlier in their mm-hmm. rehab process. But yeah, I mean, no, to be honest, when we first decided on like, you know, numbers on how much are they going to like for the evals and stuff, I was like, you're like, oh, you okay with that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. I went up to Eddie. I'm like, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Who's going to pay me like 200 over $200 for an evaluation? Who the heck's going to pay me that? And then when I stepped, you know, took a couple days to back, I'm like, well, Rachel, if you, if you want to even pay for it yourself, why, who else would pay for it? You know? right. So it's made me just step back and realize, think about all that you're offering. Like you mentioned, it's, it's, it's money. It's just a number. It's just mm-hmm. a number, you know? And if somebody really wants your services, you know, and it's really invested, like that is, that is, that's nothing to them. It really right. isn't. And that's what made me kind of step back and realize, you know, this is, this is, this is fine. I say, it's just fine. You're like, I'm worth it. The patient deserves this. You know, this is an investment again for them. And it's like my mom always told me, you pay for what you get, you know, Mm -hmm. you really do. So it's, you know, when you invest that kind of money in something, you're getting somebody who is giving you the time, their full attention and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to get you better. Like you said, even faster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And like, I think, you know, Maybe, like, I don't think I've talked about this in a while um, on any of these live streams, but the point that you brought up about, you know, like, would you pay that 
like whatever the price is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to put it out there to anybody listening that, you know, you don't have to start with 250 or 200, you know, if that, if you're just like, no, I wouldn't pay that, then what would you pay? You know, mm-hmm. and maybe it's 150, maybe it's a hundred bucks, maybe it's $50, you know, but if you really want to do this, you have to start somewhere. Um, you know, like, even though there are like objective numbers that you need in order to meet your financial goals and mm-hmm. like your time goals, which is a whole other topic for, you know, like another, another video or whatever. Um, if, if you're really, really uncomfortable with it, then don't charge it. And that's totally yeah. okay. Like there are plenty of people I've worked with who started at like 125 and then every six months or so they'll increase it and that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, that's one of like the bonuses of being in charge is you can always change your prices. Yeah. Um, would I recommend changing them all the time? No, I've done that. It's messy. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess like with this, um, tell me maybe a little bit more like any, like more, spe- I know we talked about it a little bit, but like more specific, like instances of like sales conversations you've had, like maybe like last fall versus like now, like what kind of like advice or tip have you learned in that time to help make them a little bit better? So with the sales that I have learned, so like we kind of said is being more, more precise So Mm -hmm. like you said, like kind of have three questions in mind, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're doing a consult call, three questions, you know, like what's, you know, what's going on? Like, what's it, um, I should say, what's it, um, like what's causing your issues or what's a, what's a good one you said? Like, um, what's it hindering your daily life? Like kind of like, what what are the things that you're not able to do? Come on, Mm -hmm. that out of my brain what you couldn't do and you know maybe just trying to get to know them a little bit let them let them honestly what's better for me is letting them kind of lead the conversation versus me just love it so so letting them like also oh, tell me what's going on oh great well how does that like how does that you know hinder what you're doing in your day life you know and then just kind of going into that like okay great well you know what I have treated people that have the exact measures that you have done and they get back to running and jumping with no problems. You know, Um, I have openings for evaluations, you know, uh, next week on Tuesday at two or at Thursday at three, saying that worked for you. And, you know, just trying to be, I said, very precise, letting them lead the conversation, me interjecting with, I can help you. This is, you know, simple two sentences of someone I've done or this is what we can get this better for you. And then right into like, this is what I have going on. What do you say? Like, see about making yeah. a commitment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like before, like I said, it would just be like, I'm going to talk. Yeah. And, and that was my biggest eye opener. And it takes you back though to like your normal PT violations. Like yeah. your subjective portion is just you sit there and nod and go, mm-hmm. uh-huh. oh, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like you show empathy, you, you nod, you gesture back to them, like where, what they're doing to know that you are listening to them. And mm-hmm. there's some built in. And that's what you're doing. You're just doing a subjective portion of evaluation to get somebody to feel comfortable with you to then mm-hmm. want to do an eval with you. Like, just like, you know, an outpatient, like either it's right there next in the room. Like, okay, great. Let's get on the table. Let's go through the evaluation. Or here you're doing a consult. You're subjectively getting all the, you know, little information. Can they feel comfortable with you? So, yep, I can help you. Let's make a date for an evaluation so we can continue. You know, that's basically yeah. And the more I thought of it that way, it just became, it's its just easier. I feel less stressed going mm-hmm. into it. I think what you said, um, I think it was what you said with Callie um, about when you talk with, with patients. Um, how would you phrase it? It was just, just, like a, just more of like a conversation. When you go on with less stress, you know, mm-hmm. 
thinking of like, like, oh, that's what you said. I love that phrase. It was, um, even if we don't work together. Yeah. And that's what I said to people, like, you know, I say that, you know, even if we don't work together, you know, like I, you know, I hope you find, or, you know, if you need any advice, you know, cause this like that one girl I told you about, I was so upset where I was so excited because she even reached out to me. I talked to her like, my gosh, like over a month or two months ago. And she emailed me. I gave her my card. And she then said, hey, I would love to um, have a phone call to talk about what we can do. She was all for it. Great. Told my prices. She goes, yep, that sounds great. I have HSA account. I'm like, perfect. We can do that. And then I get an email from her like a week later just saying, you know, hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't get back to you, you know, because she kept rescheduling. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is probably not good. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, we just, you know found she was pregnant she's looking for someone to go over exercise with and she, we just found a cheaper option and just prepare with our budget i'm so sorry if they inconvenienced you you know and what you just said was great it just showed empathy then like i was bummed super bummed yeah. because we had a good connection but you know and then i was just emailed her back i said listen you know, I was like, I'm super happy that you still found somebody. I think it's great that you're going to get this care during this time. So if you have any questions, let me know. And I gave her a free video of exercises or like a little um, live chat I did. Here's a little video, maybe you some tips on during pregnancy. Have any questions, let me know. And I said, hope to see you at another workout class. And that was that. And yeah. that helped. It's, it's, it's less stress. Like, hey, if you really want to work together, we'll make it work. If not, I hope you at least get something that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, Rachel. Um, that's so cool. Like all the stuff that you're yeah. sharing and like everything that, you know, you and I have talked about over the past year, like, it's so cool to like hear, you know, not that like you like took my advice, implemented it or whatever, but you're so but confident about it. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. like it, yeah. it sounds to me like you know you've been in business for like years. Oh gosh, no! I think <laughs> we had like we had so I had a baby, you know, in March, mm -hmm. and we did my grand opening like three weeks after my baby. <laughs> yeah. So talk about like crazy, like and you know, of yeah. course, I'm that person too. Like I was getting bummed because. I just make goals for myself. Like, oh, I wanted like six consistent clients by this time. And then I just kind of step back, like, listen, you know, you got a newborn, you got this going on, like, just keep plugging, keep mm -hmm. plugging, you know? So mm -hmm. like I said, with your thing is I kept reaching out to like, you know, those third person people, you know, I kept reaching out to like the gym owners and this, but really helped them. Like I said, immersing myself, going to classes, talking to actual clients and that opened the door. So now I'm going to talk to people at spin, um, cycle bar, um, mm -hmm. next week, I'm going to a convention on Saturday, yes. the babies and bumps. Hello, <laughs> <pregnant people>. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, I just need to get out there and talk to people. And like I said, the, the stress level is just, it's just so much better just knowing like, you know what, I think it helps to tell people that I still work PRN. So it's not that I, quit my job completely. I know some people jump ship, do it all and good for you. Like honestly, mm -hmm. if my job was that bad, I would, but my job is so flexible that it's, it's nice. Like if I yeah. get somebody that wants to do an eval on a Tuesday, I just say, yep, not working this day. And they're mm -hmm. like, okay. So it's just so much easier to slowly, I should say, peel away from. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So it's just been nice that way to kind of help build it up and take stress off me. Like I said, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't get, you know, like 15 or 12 in a week to make like my minimum, you know, I'm like, you know, yeah. get one or two in and you'll just keep word of mouth, keep building, building, building. So I'm that slow growth. Like you said, with some people, yeah. I'm a slow growth person. <laughs> yeah. And that's really okay. Oh, you know, yeah. because like, I, I feel like too, like there are 
probably people who are like newer to business stuff. And, you know, especially with like social media, you see so many people on social media being like, oh, like so successful or whatever. And you have no idea like how long it took them to get there. Um, And it's, I know, I know that sometimes I used to like internalize that, but it's just everybody's journey is just so completely different. Um, and I think when you go into all of this stuff with basically like no expectations, like a very like neutral position on all of it, that also like really helps to relieve stress, you know, because then you're not like going into conversations and saying like, oh, they're not going to want to pay me or, you know, like, oh my God, like, how are they going to react to the price or just like whatever you're worried about, because like, you don't even know if like you're a good fit to work together. Um, but like the pricing stuff doesn't even matter at the very beginning. Um, and I really like the fact that, you know, like you emailed, uh, the lead back and it's just I feel like it sounds cheesy. Um, there's like a motorcycle outside. Um, I feel like it sounds cheesy. In the lightning storm? What? Oh my gosh. You're right. Oh no. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I feel like it sounds cheesy, but it's almost kind of like, you know, like leading leading by example or like leading with love and kindness because it's just like so much less heavy on your heart when like you find a positive and kind way for closure for yourself Mm -hmm. because you can't control what other people are going to do you know and so like if something doesn't go your way whether it's an event or a sales call or a patient whatever um you know like give yourself like two minutes to be bummed about it and then you know like rachel just said find find a way to create closure yourself that's still kind to the other person and provides value you know, yeah. so that like, at least I know as a clinician, if somebody were to like hire me and then like, you know, decline the next day, but they had like a bunch of back pain, at least like as a PT, if I send them like exercises for back pain and I say, you know, g- good luck, like, you know, try these out then I can sleep at night, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, I don't have to worry about them. And, and if they want to come back, they totally can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it takes finding these like little things to take pressure off of yourself. You know, like I usually say that phrase, like at the beginning of a uh, like consult call with anybody, um, you know, like here, Rachel, here's how the call is going to go. You know, you tell me about you and then what you want to do. And if we're a good fit, we can talk about how that works. Um, but if we're not, or, you know, like you, you want to go down a different route, that's totally okay. Because whether we work together or not, like right here and right now, I am here to help you find direct, yeah. um, you know, and you can use that exact phrase. I feel yeah. like no matter what you're selling. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's just showing that compassion, showing that you yeah. care. And that's what we, and that's what we do with for therapy. I said, like, doctors are great. Don't get me wrong. But they get 15 minutes with somebody and then they have to get off the door. Like this is what they're looking for. They want somebody to listen to them. They want somebody yeah. to hear them. And that's what you're there for. You're right. Even for their contact call. Mm-hmm. Way to put it, it's like, listen, even if it doesn't work out for us, like we don't work after past this call. Mm-hmm. I'm yours right now. Like, yeah, lean on me, like what's going on. And yeah. I will do my best to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and I wanted to go back and just ask you, because I, I get this question often and I know that, like you and I have talked about it, but I wanted to hear what your advice might be for somebody. Um, say you get a lead, how often should you follow up with them and for how long? Oh, 
That's a good question. So leads that I get, I would say if it's a from like a patient lead, I usually will end up, okay, say we talk, I usually follow up with them usually within like 48 hours to touch base like hey you know like maybe if i try to offer a call and they're like oh i just don't know i'll just try like i said trying to do my better but i'm doing better at at, before i leave i talk with somebody saying hey i I gotta go but i have time to talk tomorrow at one or three o'clock and then does that work for you and they're like hesitant like oh uh I don't know. I have to look at my schedule. It's like, okay, so then I just have their information at least. And then I'll kind of like, you know, at least two days later, hey, just checking to see. I know you're really busy, but, you know, I would love to talk more about these issues that you have going on. And again, I have these times um, over the next few days. Does that work for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm usually kind of on them that way, maybe in the beginning. And if I keep getting like pushback, okay, great. Then I just kind of make sure the information's in for my newsletters, in my, hey, here's my Facebook group. And I just start seeing, okay, are they looking at things? Are they, and then it makes me wonder, okay, maybe in, you know, maybe, I don't know, I kind of wait maybe like a, two weeks or so, like, oh, hey, it's me again. Cause I try to balance this, like maybe in the beginning, if you feel like it's going to happen, I try to be that resource for them. Like, hey, you need me, let's, let's go. But if they keep, you know, like, oh, like push, 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 you know, like after like, you know, me reaching out like two or three, like two, two times, maybe after a first encounter, then okay, okay. I kind of just step back and then let them, you know, not let them come to me, but let them, all right, just look at my stuff. Look at my stuff I have coming out. And then oh, revisit a couple of weeks. Hey, mm-hmm. how's it been going? You know, I saw you at the workout again last week, you know, and just touching base. But that's the mm-hmm. only way I do. I normally touch base at least for some leads to like once a week if it's just either by some of my friends, like mm-hmm. I actually had a baby by text, like, hey, um, How's the baby? You know, how are you feeling? Are you are you back to walking yet? Do you have any incontinence? Like, what's going on? And just just talking because I have a baby. Oh yeah, my baby's doing this. You know, so it's conversation. And then I'm gonna go see one of my other friends and next week. I was supposed to go last week and they got COVID, so mm-hmm. I had to push back. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that's kind of how I've been doing it. And then I've been trying to use. I know Callie is so much better using the um, CRM, but <laughs> I'm putting in trying to put in some patients and then trying to put in like other leads of like, you know, workout class people. So then I, those are the hardest ones, man. You go in and doctors and I give my flyers and I'm like, why won't you call me back? You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's when those ones are more like, again, maybe in the beginning, I send my flyers face to face, like stop in. Mm-hmm. Usually they don't come to see me if the, you know, the secretary's like, oh, you know, I'll give them to them. So then mm-hmm. I wait like about a week and then I send an email out. Hey, just checking in to seeing if the doctor, you know, had time to look at my flyer. Any questions? Would love to, you know, talk either over the phone or in person. Um, same thing for like gym owners. I go in face to face, give my flyer, give a little spiel, and then mm-hmm. touch base about a week later, kind of thing. So that's normally what I've been doing. I could definitely be doing better at it, but I normally just try to do check ins that mm-hmm. way. So not a clear, precise answer. Um, but like I said, it's more of a heavy, maybe right in the beginning, just so they don't forget. Like in mm-hmm. me, I'm I'm the professional director, like you do need me. But if I keep feeling that that pushback, I don't want them to feel like I am forcing it. So I'm like, okay, great. I did give them resources. Here's my group. Here's some tips. Check it out. And then come back again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I really like that, Rachel, like the different ways that you are, you know, following up with people and um, like something that I feel like has also kind of helped me a little bit as far as like neutralizing like my emotional reaction to what do you mean? We're not going to do this, you know, mm-hmm. like if they can't so reschedule whatever, um, which is a very human thing to do, you know, like nobody is at fault for being like, Oh man, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but uh, do you know the, um, trans theoretical model? Are you familiar with that? I feel like, I feel like you've mentioned it in maybe you mentioned maybe in one of your, um, talks. Probably. Um, I, I re- I've watched all of them and not twice. So. <laughs> um, I wanted to just pull this up because this is like also a way that I like to visualize things. Um, so that I don't get annoyed. <laughs> with anything. Um, open. I don't know if that's big enough. Hold on. Ooh, yeah, share my share my screen. Um, because I think that this will be like helpful. Um, for other people to take a look at too. Um, let's see. All right. Can you see this this baby yeah. model, Rachel? Yes, um, I can. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so this is something that like I actually learned about in um sports psychology in college. Um, in one of my classes, and I think it was like exercise for rehab or something like that um and like such a big part of helping people solve their problem is like gently moving them along like along the journey along the way like you can never force somebody to go forward and make a change but if you create opportunities and offer resources for that it like kind of allows them to get through this cycle um, you know, even if they're like a little bit like wary about it, but, um, I really like this because I think it really applies to like sales and marketing too. Um, and you know, the people that are saying yes right now, they're taking action, right. You know, like they're being decisive, but that's like, it's such a small part of, um, your audience. Like just statistically it's like in the single digit percentage are people that out of all the leads that you have, all the people you talk to that like small group of people that is like, you know, let's schedule an evaluation right now. Um, and so once you realize that, that also takes some pressure off of you that you don't have to like, try to like, hard sell anybody on things because if they are ready to take action when you offer them help they're going you know um so i like to kind of like overlap this with the sales process where you know this is what we want people to do but we have to realize that there are going to be people still in pre-contemplation which is before they really like acknowledge they have a problem whether it's you know knee pain leaking when you're running or whatever it is um they're, they're not necessarily even aware of anything. And that's where like the generating awareness aspect of marketing comes in because you help to educate people and help them identify if they need the help or if they don't. Um, so like, this is why like a lot of our um, content that we put out there can be like awareness driven and educational um, and just kind of like really helping to educate a population, just part of the reason why we went into healthcare is to, you know, help people with their health. And then we have people who are like, Hmm, you know, like maybe I do have a problem. I don't know what to do about it. And then the next stage is determination, which is also called preparation. But like, these are people who are like, okay, I have a problem. I need to figure out what resources are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where like Rachel, you were saying, 
you know, you've like sent out resources to people who like expressed interest, but they weren't ready to take action. And so like just kind of like coaxing them along by continuing to provide the value that they're seeking, eventually you'll get them into the action stage, you know, and that action could either be working with you or essentially like unsubscribing and like leaving your realm, so to speak. Yeah, which is okay. I, I like this because it's, it's so true. It makes me think of me going back to, like I said, making the decision to, to get part to have you be like my business coach. Cause like, okay, like when I was in that fa- that like face, I have like pre-contemplation, like, like, okay, like, do I want to do this? I don't know. I want to commit to this. So I think about that the same thing as when I do think about patients that, you know, don't like jump to work with me right away. I think, okay, well, they're just not ready yet. There's something in their life that's not ready yet. And that's what does help. If you at least will get like their information now, Maybe like say, maybe you're not ready to work with me one-on-one right now, but I can still help you. So let me show you tips and tricks on how to stop leaking, you know, like through my Facebook page, through this, you know, and it just lets them like, I'm just still in the back of their mind, you know, so that the day when, like mine, a couple months on the road, the day when, you know what, Rachel had that post a little while ago and she, I think that's so true. I might contact her again because I'm having issues. Like, you know, so just keeping, keeping that door cracked, you know, it's not like I'm not in their face open, like, hello, like you need me. It's just more like, here's little ideas like that. You might have a problem and here's some tips that like, oh, I really like that, you know, or I can relate to her. That's just down the road, you know, and that's, it's even how actually, even though, you know, so some of my other leads, they'll kind of be like, oh yeah, I talked to you a month ago. And then finally I was ready. So I learned, I've, thought to myself that just because someone doesn't convert to you in that moment, maybe on that in the action phase, doesn't mean you need to forget about them forever. Like you said, if they if they do want to be done with you, they will. They will find a way that you don't contact them anymore. Like they'll make it very obvious. It's like, okay, great. That's fine. Like you're just, you're not the client that I need to work with, you know, and it saves you energy, you know, like it saves me energy. Like, okay, great. That's fine. But the other ones that stick around that, you know, look at your stuff, calling on things, like things like, ah, okay. Like you're still, they're there. They're still there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes when I know somebody needs my help, mm-hmm. I will tailor my social media posts and propaganda towards that person. <laughs> so I, I know this one person I'll be like, oh my goodness. I heard this person complaining about leaking all the time. No, this is going to, you know, so I'll be like, all right, tips and tricks on how to stop leaking exercises, you know, and like, please contact me if you want to get back to running, you know, leak free. And yeah. you know, so it's like, it's almost like, oh, well, she's like talking right at me, you know, it's yeah. like, well, kind of. <laughs> so I think that's, that's helped too. Like, especially like, just the people that I, you know, know that our leads that I, you know, are still around. Mm-hmm. I try to gravitate them in that way too. Yeah. I really like that. Some, yeah. you know, content marketing strategy with uh, Dr. Rachel Collins. Um, <laughs> that's like, it's the same thing that like I've told people to do before, because I know like for me sometimes, whatever it is, pick it, it's, you get frustrated and you're like, oh, I just wish that people knew like why this is the way that it is. And so like channel that energy. <laughs> you know, that frustration into doing a blog post or doing a yeah. video, like you said, or social media Absolutely. Posts because yeah. most likely there's somebody else who's like thinking that way. So you can kind of like start to get ahead of objections that you might face. Yeah. Um, and it's a very good way to like express yourself without, you know, being unprofessional, you know, and yeah. just, just put it out there 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I kind of do. I guess there's someone out there that I know, like, I think the person, you know, I said, I've talked before, at least she has shown some interest or I just know like, listen, they are going to love these next couple posts, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. So just some things like that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Um, and so as we are kind of wrapping up for tonight, I'm looking at my like list of quests over here. Um, we talked about so much stuff and like, it's so cool to like see, you know, where you were at this time last year, where oh. I was at this time last year. And, you know, even though like I've been Rachel's coach for the past year, like I've still learned so much stuff too, you know? Oh my um, gosh. It's, I said, it's just the biggest thing for me is not only the, you know, strategies of, you know, how to do things, you know, and learning like from your mistakes and how to do things better. It's been really helpful, but it just helped me grow as a person. Like you said, like I can, I feel it in myself. I feel just more confident. I feel just more, I don't know. It's just something that I just, I never, I never, if you had told me graduating PT school, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to own my own business. I'd be like, no, I don't. I just want to go to a <laughs> clinic and make money a little bit. You know, I just want to yeah. treat patients because mm-hmm. I never wanted to be a clinic director because the clinic director was a lot of just behind the scenes paperwork. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. But now, gosh, if you've asked me what my 10 year plan is now, like my goal is that I would love to grow and I'd love to have a brick and mortar. I'd love to have more than one PT. I'd love to honestly have a nutritionist. I'd love to have a massage therapist. I'd love to have like a whole care team just for this population of frankly postpartum women. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to have uh, classes, workshops, like multiple times a year for people who are in the third trimester just to give mm-hmm. them tips of what you can expect after baby vaginal birth or C-section. Like I have all these ideas that I just want to grow and i you would ask me that like i said 10 years ago i'd be like i just want to be in a clinic and get in and get out (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah and you know like even though that is you know what like one way to go about being a therapist and there's nothing wrong with it there's definitely a lot of things that you know end up like growing and changing about you as um and you know like for me and obviously for Rachel too, the stress, the frustration, the worries, the scary new things that you have to do, it's its all been worth it in the oh, end yeah. because it, just, it opens up so many, so many more doors in your life, I think. Oh, I have stretched my comfort zones and it's only going to keep stretching. I know that, mm-hmm. but to do my first like Facebook live event was like, uh, I mean... I thought I was going to die. It's just, <laughs> I like to talk, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, it's ridiculous, but you just got to do it. And just, you what I think what helps me is I always think, I said, my expectations are low. Like, don't go in with all these big goals and then get upset with yourself. Like, oh, I only got like, you know, two viewers. Like, so mm-hmm. what? You got content. You got content. You were out there. You have the experience and you learn what you want to do better next time. Like, that's how I take everything. Like, you know, my first couple of posts, like, oh man, this could have been better. Like, okay, do it better next time. I so much about the little stuff and it didn't matter. 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 So that would be like a big thing for me. I was, you know, if I could tell people, it's like, just, just, just do it. Be uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that's the only way you're going to grow. Be uncomfortable, learn from your mistakes and blossom afterwards. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for help either. Oh my gosh. No. I mean, help from, like I said, from, I, mean, I asked for help from you, from my friends. I've had mm-hmm. so much help from just my friends, just from helping me with like social media stuff because I'm terrible at technology. <laughs> yeah. And that's also a bonus is that at least working with me, 
we do use the computer. So <laughs> that does help a lot. I was like, I watched those videos multiple times. Like, wait, what did she do? Rewind, rewind. <laughs> and like, I, I have told like a couple of other people too, you know, like once you complete like the DPT to CEO program, you know, and keep like, whether it's what I said, like literally to do or like a different version of it, you also have become a salesperson and mm -hmm. a marketing person. Yes. All in this process. And those are things, those are jobs that are never going to disappear. Oh, no. I'm so happy yeah. I'm learning them now. But I yeah. do hope to, in the future, when I, you know, have a good investment back into my business, I hope to pay somebody else to do those things. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'll be awesome. I can't wait to see where you're at in 10 years. It's going to be great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, confidence. It's so good. Um, well, let's go ahead and wrap up for tonight, Rachel. Thank you yeah. so much for being here. Oh, um, yes. This is just, it's its so cool to look back on everything and talk about, you know, everything that we both have learned. Um, if people want to find you, where can they? Um, so I am based in Columbus, Ohio. My practice is Rachel Collins Physical Therapy, RCPT. And I have website. Um, I don't know if I should put it somewhere, but it's www.drrachelcollins.com. Mm -hmm. And I have a Facebook, which is just my name, Rachel Collins. You can look <laughs> me up and see my face. And yeah, I you know, right now I'm currently, as I said, in Columbus, but I also offer virtual appointments as well uh, for people for pregnancy, postpartum, and any any women's health. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for being here. Everybody who was able to come and watch live, or anybody on the replay. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, if you do have any questions after listening to this, please feel free to you know reach out to either of us. Comment down below on the video. Um, you can you can find my stuff all over the place. So <laughs> um, please don't hesitate to reach out. And yeah, just thanks everybody for being here. Thank you, Dr. Colin and um, we'll plan to see everybody for the next one. Have right. a good day. Thanks, Morgan. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.